I mean, this whole economy is going to be changing. The product types will be changing. All the services will be changing in the next 30 to 40 years. Wow. 40 years spectrum, you know. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. We're back again today with our guest, Vinny Chopra. Man, over a billion dollars in assets under management, over 8,000 doors over his career. Uh, He's been in real estate investing over 40 years, just a wealth of knowledge. I know you're going to continue to learn a lot from Vinny today. Vinny, welcome back to the show. Honored to have you again. Uh, And just to keep diving in to your focus right now and learning from you in this space of senior living. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Whitney. It's such a pleasure to be back again. I know we were discussing, I was one of your First, early ones, you got 1,800 or so episodes. That's the, you know, wonderful show that you do every day, every day, you know, uh, on syndication, on uh, multifamily, on all the different segments. So congratulations to you, brother. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Vinny. I want the listeners to know, go back and listen to yesterday's show in case you didn't. Vinny and I talked a lot about actually how we first met uh, and just Vinny's generosity and how he's helped so many in this space. Uh, but then also he, he talked a lot about senior living yesterday and, and uh, a number of things that that he's focused on right now in that space that you need to know whether you're active or passive, uh, you should know, uh, you should listen to yesterday's segment before investing in senior living. But Vinny, I want to continue the conversation. And, and you know, I was thinking about as you were, you know, so focused on multifamily and, and then, you know, you saw this opportunity, I think, to, to shift into, you know, senior living. And I, I think it was really good timing, by the way. Um, but you know, how did you prepare your investors for that shift, right? They knew Vinny as, say, a multifamily operator. I get questions like this sometimes. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like, how do we prepare our investors to hey, move with us to this other asset class or something like that? Maybe some tips on how you did that. I would love to, love to, brother. I think the biggest thing is as us as sponsors or syndicators, we need to have a good pitch deck. And the deck has to have all the reasons as if I'm investing, I'm a passive investor, what will I like to look into? So I started looking through all the different plethora of information and research and graphs and everything to put them into my PowerPoint presentation. I would love to even provide one PDF if any of the investors would like that. That'd be great. I'd love to put that in the show notes, Vinny, or link it Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. Because why to do again and again? You just take my things and, you know, put them into your PowerPoint presentations. So that was a huge shift because I had to figure it out myself from workforce housing. What are the benefits in going retirement site? I had to look at the demographical shifts and share with my sponsors, my you know investors, that we have been doing this workforce housing, which has been good, C plus, B, B minus, A, like that. But now with the senior trends, with silver tsunami, how it's changing and letting them understand the graphs and the shortage of housing and all that, and how it will be trillions of dollars of business per year. I mean, this whole economy is going to be changing. The product types will be changing. All the services will be changing in the next 30 to 40 years. Wow. 40 years spectrum, you know? And that's what we put them into the deck. And then I started to educate them. That's how it happened. And then I shared with them also because I was doing ground up. 
they were used to getting cash flows <laughs> as soon as I buy the deals. So I had to tell them and share with them, you know, ground is not making any money. So it's mud, you know, so we will not be able to give you cash flow until the second year, end of second or third year. So all those things had to be thought through for a syndicator mind, put them in writing, put them in a deck, and then you start promoting and going over it. Yeah, that's a great point, preparing them for things like like no cash flow up front, because that's something I know all of our investors are conditioned to. Yeah. You know, they they assume there's going to be cash flow the first 30 days and every 30 days yeah. thereafter. And, yeah. and and so that would be a big shift. Uh, but I think if you can go back, like you said, and and educate them on this opportunity, yes. uh, like yes. I, I don't think for most of them it would be a big deal. They would Yeah, I was able to raise $20 million during COVID, by the way, yeah. in 2020, three years back. I was able to raise 20 million within four months or so. I mean, just the whole picture because I had prepared very solid uh, PowerPoint presentations and all that was meaningful and they could see the difference, you know? Yeah. And then I also did a slide, by the way. Oh my God, you're not going to believe this one. And this was all brainchild of thinking, right? I mean, in the B and uh, C plus class, I wrote down all the things where the concessions have to be given, delinquency, different maintenance, all those things. And also the renewal of the leases every six months or seven or 13 months. And then I put on the senior living on this side, brand new because I was constructing brand new, no different maintenance, no concessions, no delinquency. Money is coming into your bank on the very first, second, third day. And it's a necessity on this side, on the workforce housing, if they lose the job, they have to leave it. But most of the seniors stay in the facility for 30 months, 3-0, 30, unless the situation gets bad, they go to rehab center or hospital, then they come back again. So all those things, I put them on this side, positives. That slide was a big hit, I remember. Yeah, yeah, because it's probably probably rare that they move unless there's some kind of really poor um, uh, management. Service. Right? Yeah, service. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they become a community in itself. You know, that's the beauty of it because we put movie theater in there so the uh, their friends can come and watch on the big screen their show. I mean, not movie every day, but shows they like to have grand piano with the artists coming from outside every week or playing in the evening time playing and then library people sitting there and bringing their own books into the library and reading them and billiard rooms and all these different nice things and then spa. So we build the spa and the salon for the bath and other stuff if they want to enjoy swimming pools and having exercise, daily exercises routine. So it's a little different, quite a bit different than apartment complex where people go to work, they leave the home and they go to work. In the senior livings, they are camaraderie, they get to know each other and they build that you know void that they have living alone they become friends and family and eat breakfast and then cook to order lunch and cook to order, you know, uh, dinner and snacks in the bistro, all those things. They, they care a lot more uh, about community than any multifamily yes. property, don't they? So true. So yeah. True. Uh, you know, what about uh, uh, shifting gears a little bit? What about the financing for senior living? Uh, you know, is that 
you know, different than multifamily, uh, you know, any thoughts yeah. around the finance? You know, that has been a tough lesson for me, actually, and my partner too, because COVID hurt us, you know, and what happened was like people were giving uh, construction loans much quicker, the local banks and others and institutions, but with the COVID, you know, they got a little bad rap and, you know, we had difficulty getting the loans, which is very difficult. I mean, essential for the builder. It's very, very essential. So I have learned a big lesson that we need to have the permits intact and then also the loan, construction loan intact before I raise money. And that's my modus operandi right now, you know, that I don't raise any money until I have those two things. The other thing was in the COVID, some of the building departments shut down the permitting and everything shut down. Some people left the job. Some people even died. So that, those kind of things. But you're right. Construction loans are higher, like 7.5%, 8.5% construction loans. But then you want to reposition as you do it for about two years, interest-only construction loan, we call it. And then after that, it's a one-year stabilization, nine months to a year. And then the value of the property goes way high NOI. That's when you refinance. Or many banks will turn that construction loan into a permanent financing, they call it also. So that way, yeah. Yeah, no, that's helpful uh, for sure. I, I just... Uh, financing has definitely changed our world a lot over the yes. last couple of years, well, right? Yes, uh, yes. What uh, What would you say is the, for the passive investor listening, um, and, and this would apply, I guess, for the operators as well, but what's the biggest risk for senior living, right? For investing in senior living? Oh, investing in senior living. Definitely, you know, the big thing is you want to make sure that these are not your last dollars. I mean, you want to put the money, it's a three to five years spectrum, you know, sometimes even seven years spectrum. So you want to make sure you're using your retirement money if you are self-directed or your cash. The other part is you got to definitely be looking at what insurances the sponsor has, what's their track record, and how would they deal with, who's going to manage the asset. That's a big one. Not only just the real estate, it's also operation. So that's a big, big thing also, very huge thing, you know, right. Yeah, no doubt about it. Is there is there anything specific that you would ask for, say, for the third party manager? Let's say as a passive investor, oh, if totally. I was looking to invest, anything that I would ask for concerning the the property manager, you know, themselves uh, that that you wouldn't maybe normally know about, like multifamily or anything That's different. A there, very good point, Whitney. I mean, most of us sponsors, you know, over the last forty year, uh, sixteen years, I've done forty deals. But you're right, this, uh, the investor should ask, who's going to manage? In my case, I was vertically integrated, 158 people on my staff, you know, every two weeks, right? I was doing the payroll, never missed a beat. And, but then we were having a huge billion dollar portfolio. Now we have gone down. So we use third party now, Bell Partners, Ramp Partners, Greystones, you know, nice, nice RPM, all these big companies, they have billions of dollars under their management. We look at and interview their uh, regionals and their property management, all that. So it's very good for investors to ask that. Please, please, please ask because it's not just the real estate that you're buying. It's what you do with the real estate to bring the cash flow and the value add 
and the increase in NOI, it happens after the keys are given in the sponsor's hand, I call it. You know, all these projections are hanky-dory, but who's going to manage that asset is very, very important, very, very important. And how the cost cutting will come, how the business plans will be instituted and implemented, how we're going to be getting the reports on everything, transparency, all those, right? You know? For sure. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I, I just I appreciate you encouraging the listeners to ask, right? Who's managing it? Uh, you know, maybe this is a, a good time to, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned before we even started recording, you said, you said, I'm not the expert. And, and I would, I would beg to differ, by the way, then he's definitely an expert uh, in these spaces uh, in, in uh, commercial real estate. Uh, but, you know, you said, uh, you know, you're, you build teams of experts, right? Uh, you know, and that's how you're, you're doing this so well and moving so fast. And, and uh, maybe, you know, how have you found some of the experts, you know, to bring onto your team? You know, I appreciate that very much. And uh, when people have asked me that, my main thinking is, you know, you send out the law of attraction, law of abundance thinking. Of course, mindset is so, so important. I've been sending signals out with intentions that, you know, I want to find somebody who would be able to help me to get me to the next level. So finding strategic partner is huge. Cybersecurity company, for example, I'm an angel investor in that one. I found a great CEO who took one company to NASDAQ and sold it. And that was his passion to start a cybersecurity company. It's a, I'm so happy to say that in four years, it's becoming a very big company now, clouddefense.ai. Then I wanted to have in the senior living, I partnered with a, you know, my partner who came from you know, another country and built like for nine years, senior assisted livings, many of them, like 27 to 30 of them. So I partnered with them. Now hospitality is my other, where I'm very, very focused right now also, along with senior assisted living, hospitality had gone down in the COVID. Nobody was traveling, you know, afraid and everything. Now it's back up and even higher than what it was in the COVID time. People are going out, the ADRs, every daily rates are growing. So what I'm trying to say is found another strategic partner with my partners where we are doing this fund, $100 million fund right now for hospitality alone. And we found a strategic partner sending out signals again. You know, you come and you meet and you go further and you further. Then people find out you like to be in that field. They introduce you to other people. That's how the work is. It's not a solo game. I always say commercial investing is a team support. And I'm so happy to meet with the hospitality partners who have been in business for over 25 years, who have built 78 hotels, Marriott's, Hyatt's, uh, IHG's, just the name brand, not the non-name brand, just the name brand ones. So I'm very, very excited about that, which is again, hotel, <laughs> you know, Whitney is like an apartment. <laughs> it's a unit upstairs, but the tenant or the resident, I call it, they pay at the counter for four days, five days. I like extended stays, you know, in my side, but they pay upfront and then they go and you know, have a great experience in the room or the suite or like that. So it's like a multifamily to another level. So hospitality also fits my thinking. And then the thing is, I'm not locked in with a lease of six months or a year, which is in multifamily. 
But in this one, the ADR, average daily rate, is daily rate. And it's five different rates changes in a night. If the demand is more, the rates automatically go up, you know, through artificial intelligence. So it's amazing how similarity it is, which we are doing in apartments also. In our apartments, we use the services where depending on the demand of that area where the resident is looking at, the lease uh, amounts go up every day, up, up and down. You know, so it's amazing, you know, how this whole world is going to change. I mean, just uh, AI is going to transform every industry. So make sure you book your rooms way in advance. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. So true. Don't wait till the last moment. (laughs) A few final questions uh, here towards the end. Vinny, what are some of the most important metrics that you track? Could be personally or professionally. You know, I really look at demographical shifts, definitely all these different trends. I look at the past and then the trends. I really dig into the locations more and more and more. Once I make my mind to it, then there's no kill, no telling. Then I go out and then start talking to brokers, texting them, try to get an off-market deal from a listing broker. I only have bought everything from listing broker because I feel the temperature of the seller on this side and the listing broker, when I come right next to it, I'm a broker myself in California, but I've not sold or bought. But what I find is that there is no vacuum and the listing broker knows the values and the bottom lines of the seller intentions of selling. So when I come here, he becomes dual agency. He's representing the seller and the buyer. And he only makes commissions when the property is sold at the right price and right timeline and everything. So that has been my secret. of, And I've closed on every single deal, Whitney, from 16 years, from letter of intent to final closing. Every single, 100% record. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> a great track record. Uh, what, Vinny, what about uh, any habits you're disciplined about uh, that, that have produced a high return for you? You know, I would say definitely positive thinking. I've written the book, Positivity Brings Profitability. I'm coming out with the newest edition, which has got 92 more pages to it. Second edition. That'll be, I, I, I really believe in Miracle Morning with Hel, Elrod. I talk about it a lot. In the morning, we got to realign ourselves and gratitude is a big thing. Of course, reading, chanting, you know, and exercising every day is a big thing. I walk seven days a week, three and a half miles every day. I mean, it could be seven o'clock or eight or 10, whenever I have free time in my day. And then having a passion to live each day, every day to the best and giving the best to every meeting that I come in. Don't worry about the past. I really believe in this over here. This might be great, brother. And what is this? This is the future right over there. And this is the present right over here. And this is the past. So in the hourglass, as the sand moves, the future is going through the present Only thing we need to be concentrating is right here, just here. Because if we take care of the present, then the future will be bright. Because future is dependent on what we do here. And past, we should learn from it. But you can't change it. 
you know, I even talk about past, think about ashes. If you burnt lots of pages of paper where your past was there and you want to then now hold those ashes and all that and smother all your hands metaphorically will be black. And if you start thinking a lot more about it and you put in your mind and your face and everything, now you got black all over your face and your this thing. So please, please remember that indelible impression. You don't want to really live in the past. You learn from it. And then you take decisions to move to the present, which future will take care. A lot of time, we spend so much time. How the future is not going to be what I want. But you know what? A lot of negative thinking comes because we don't have more positive thoughts in our mind. Our brain is so small. I I explained that in the book, actually even more succinctly, my second edition, how to really take the negatives out and make room for the positives. Because by having that shift, it's going to change your outlook. It's change your, uh, you know, living in the law of attraction, law of abundance and law of reciprocity. I mean, all those laws are there, whether we believe in them or don't. They don't care, but they are there. But if we start believing in them, we'll get to a better place. Vinny, you're probably uh, one of the most, if not the most positive person I know. So uh, I don't think you have any trouble there, but I know it didn't come uh, just out of nowhere, right? And you have worked on that and it's a daily thing. You know, you talked about uh, working on this every morning, right? And uh, and so we just appreciate just the reality there too. Uh, But Vinny, thank you again, uh, just so much for your time coming back. uh, And it's been two years. And so great to catch up with you, but really, uh, raise more awareness to us and the listeners, right, on, on senior living and even thinking through that as a passive investor, but maybe also as an operator, you know, this this asset class that's getting talked about a little more, but you talked about, you know, 65 people or, or the age of 65, 10,000 people every day, right, you know, every turning day. 65. Yeah. Uh, and so it's an asset class that no doubt is going to grow, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, by, by no means, we can't help but get older. Uh, that's yeah. That's for sure. Uh, and so I just appreciate your willingness to do that and share what you're learning, Vinny, and teaching us uh, so much. Tell the uh, listeners how they can get in touch with you, Vinny, again, but also learn about your book about senior living as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My book should be launched in about a few days, actually 440 pages. I put a lot of heart and soul. Two years it took me to write that one. Then my positive book is relaunching again also on Amazon. It was a top seller before. Hopefully all my readers will love the new content in my second edition, make it top seller also. And my third book, which was the first one in 2019 that I published was Apartment Syndication Made Easy. Of course, my podcast, Apartment Syndication Made Easy every week. I also have uh, two shows now that I do. One is Abundance Mindset with Vinny Chopra live show at uh, 9 a.m. on Thursday mornings. I do. And we make reels and videos and everything. Then I do a show, Vinny and Bo show on Fridays live also every week. So there are several places. And I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, TikTok, everywhere. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate.
You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.